Welcome to The Leader's Notebook with Dr. Mark Rutland. Dr. Rutland is a world-renowned leadership expert. He is a New York Times best-selling author, and he has served as the president of two universities. The Leader's Notebook is brought to you by Global Servants. For more information about Global Servants, please visit our website, globalservants.org. Here is your host, Dr. Mark Rutland. This is that awkward week, isn't it? Between Christmas and New Year's. When all the Christmas festivities are over, the celebration at church, all of that is finished. The wrapping paper has largely been picked up and put in the recycling bin. The children are using their toys or have already broken them. And with any luck at all, the relatives have all gone home. And it kind of feels flat. New Year's Eve is not yet. Christmas is over. It kind of feels like that valley. And many people suffer from great depression in that valley. I want to speak to you about that today. Hello, I'm Mark Rutland. Welcome to The Leader's Notebook. There's a powerful little passage of Scripture. I don't know that I've ever heard anybody use it in a sermon or preach on it or teach on it, and, and I'm going to be very brief today. I know you've got a lot of things going on, but I want you to hear this. From Luke chapter 1 and verse 30 uh, and 38, And Mary said, she's speaking to the angel Gabriel, who has just told her that she's going to have this immaculate conception. She's going to receive a baby, even though she's a virgin. And Mary responds. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Now, that's what I want to zero in on. After the angel departs. The challenge is this for Mary. She has seen an angel. Think, you know, don't make light of that. That's huge. The angel Gabriel has appeared to this little girl, this young young maiden, a virgin girl, a young teenager, and has announced to her that she's been chosen by God Almighty to bear this supernatural baby. It's huge. I mean, this is fantastic. But then the angel leaves. Now what? Think what she's facing. She's got to deal with her dad. She's got to deal with her fiance. It's going to be evident, prima facie, that she's pregnant pretty soon. The only thing he knows, he doesn't know whose it is. The only thing he knows is whose it isn't. It isn't his. She's got to deal with the village, with the culture, with the law. It's, it's, it's an extremely difficult moment. And the angel's gone. I, I know that it must have occurred to Mary, surely it did, that she would say, okay, I, I accept, she says, be it unto me according to thy word. All right, whatever God's will in this matter is, I surrender, I submit to it. Wow, wow. I mean, what faith, what submission. But didn't it even occur to her to say to the angel, okay, this is fine, but you're going with me and explain this to my dad. You're going to talk to Joseph. I, I know my carnality. I would have said, okay, great, great. Yeah, but I'm not going in there alone. You're coming with me. Let them see the angel. Now, there's so much in life that's like that, isn't it? It can be these great moments, these splendid moments, a, a supernatural vision, a moment of emotional splendor. There's this, it, it's the same thing that happens in a, in a marriage, as a matter of fact, that a wedding can be so wonderful. Now, uh, the young people today, now when I was a, a kid, you know, when Lincoln was in the White House, but now the, all these young people, they make a huge deal out of the, 
out of the moment of the proposal. They, you know, have it at the Boston Red Sox game and it goes on the on the Chiron and everything else, or they have it at the beach and they have some reunited rock band shows up and walks out of the water and it's, they make this huge extravagant deal. So it feels like then the wedding has to really be on jets just to look better than the moment of the proposal. And then at some moment, the wedding's over. The honeymoon in Bermuda ends and you come back to real life and you wake up three days after the honeymoon and, and his clothes are on the floor and she didn't know how to cook breakfast and life begins and real life begins. The angel has left. That can, that can really cave in on you, especially at this time of year. You kind of feel, one can kind of feel that there's this, this emotional valley between two high points. Christmas and New Year's. And in this moment, it feels like all the angels have gone away. Where are the wise men? Where where are the shepherds? Where are all the angels? Now we're just left alone with with us. That's, That's a huge moment. And what can happen is that fear and loneliness and depression can cave in. And listen to what I'm going to tell you here. This is extremely important. Just because the angel has departed doesn't mean that the plan and purpose and will and presence of God has departed as well. God is still with you. We do not live by angelic presence. God may send an angel, some huge moment, some splendid moment. You know, the birth of a new baby. Wonderful. How how great. It's hard to imagine when you're holding that sweet little baby in your arms and look at that cute little Cupid's bow mouth. It's hard to believe that when that baby's 15, that she'll sass you. But that's the, that's life. Babies grow up. I always say this to young couples. Nobody gets to raise puppies. They all become big dogs. And, and that's life. The, the sweet angel in her beautiful white dress that you marry and, and give that tender kiss to at the altar, there comes a moment when you wake up in the middle of the night and she's on her pillow snoring and you think, what happened to the angel? That's real life. But it doesn't mean anything's wrong. It means that we're in that, in that moment where we lean on the presence of God, not the miracle of God, not the not the splendid moment, not the angels. The presence is more important than that emotional high. After the giving of the ring and after the wedding cake is cut and the honeymoon is over and, and life comes, you're still married. You're still in love. Life goes forward between Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. You clean up, you get ready for the next festival, for the in-laws to come back again, you deal with it all. But real life, life with, with God is still there. He's still with you. He hasn't left you. He hasn't deserted you. Those emotional feelings that you may feel of letdown, loneliness, and even depression, the answer is not waiting for another appearance of angels. The answer is claiming, receiving, and rejoicing in the presence of God. He's still with you. That was his promise. Listen to what he said. Lo, 
I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. God will never desert you. He'll never disappoint you. He'll never, ever leave you. Christmas is wonderful. New Year's Eve is great. New Year's Day, all the football and the fun and the start of a new year. But remember, when the celebrating's over and the angel has departed, God is still with us. God bless you, my friend. Happy New Year. I'm Mark Rutland, and this is The Leader's Notebook. You've been listening to The Leader's Notebook with Dr. Mark Rutland. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review today's podcast. You can follow Dr. Rutland on Twitter at Dr. Mark Rutland or visit his website, drmarkrutland.com. Join us next week for another episode of The Leader's Notebook.